Hey guys, so hope everybody's doing well and um, hope the weather has turned a little bit at home. Um, I'm currently in London, so I know how it is in London, but um, I really hope back in um, Ireland and, you know, it's turned for the nicer. Um, I don't know if you're like me and you have sort of hated running a little bit um through february and um perhaps into march as well there was pretty lengthy periods there where i have to say i I wasn't a big fan of leaving the house and wind and rain and you know you name it and we had it so yeah i think it's been quite a nice welcomed um do we call it like a bout of fresh sun and uh, slightly lower winds and and all the sort of good stuff that comes with that? I I think running running can become a real pain in the ass when you're doing quite a lot by yourself. For example, um, you know, it's I, I met a luckily I met a group of guys probably two weeks ago now. Um, I just happened to drive to the Belfast Mary Peters track. It was really chucking it down with rain, quite heavy. Um, and I'm, <laughs> I, I swear, the whole drive to the track, I contemplated <laughs> just driving back, back around the um the roundabout coming off the West Link, and and yeah, back onto the um motorway or whatever and and just going back home um it was a real horrible horrible morning it was cold it was wet it was um yeah it it wasn't great and uh luckily when i got to the track my buddy noel was there and um you know it it made it all the better but running can be can be really tough and really challenging when um you know like the elements are against you and um, like I say, if you you're not fortunate to get company, then um, it can be a real challenge. So, if you have got to enjoy some nicer weather this week, I you know I I think it's really fun to um, enjoy running for for the good days. So, no matter how you're feeling, good or bad, you know, fast, slow, I think you can still appreciate when the weather's a bit nicer that it's that it's a lot easier to get out the door and it's a lot easier to to put the work in. Um, if I mean, it's not really work in that kind of weather, you know, you're, you're getting time out in the sun and in the fresh air and stuff. So um, I've now been in, um, I guess, England for 10 days. I, ke- I came with a very specific purpose. So I guess, I guess context where it's due um i i knew i knew things couldn't things couldn't be in a bad place and i'm talking about fitness and like potential to race well i knew that things couldn't be in a bad place because um i had trained you know consistently well well consistently we'll leave it at consistently it was sorry there was there was a really good period. Um, if I look back at my my training log as a whole, sorry, context was I I felt there was something missing. Okay, and um and I like I I wasn't wrong because there's what was so special when I raced my best. This is something you really have to look into. You really have to look. At when you've raced your best, when you've ran your when you've ran your best best times, and you've felt at your best, you need to write a list, write it down. What what kind of assets did you have at that moment in time? And there's so many assets, right? So there is um, you're, there's going to be fitness assets. There's going to be psychological assets um you know happiness motivation to train motivation to race excitement to race you know all this 
um, there's going to be fitness in terms of general, generally speaking, how much running are you doing? So mileage. Um, generally speaking, where where is your tempo speed roughly at? And then generally speaking, if you could go and race a 5K or a 10K, I'm talking marathon here, and, and you can make this relevant to all events. So, for example, if you're a 5K, 10K guy, you could think, where's my 1500 at? Where's my tempo at? So half marathon. Um, but, if, you know, if you're a marathon runner, then you can look at, you know, where's my, what could I run for a half marathon right now? But what could I also run for a 10K right now? Um, and so I, I'm, I was really looking at, you know, what, what skills do I have right now that are similar to when I ran some of my personal best? And I was looking at those skills and the general mileage was in a good place. Sorry, there, there's other, there's other elements, which are sleep, nutrition, um, weight, because I don't like saying it, but weight's important when it comes to, um, you know, racing at your best. So, you know, for I'm going to tell you an example, just because your tempo speed is the same as when you run your personal best. But if you're three or four kilograms heavier, it's there's potential that as you get later into the marathon, you might struggle. You may not, but you might struggle a little bit more than you did a year before or six months before and you can't be confused why because you know three four kilograms makes quite a big difference so i wanted to go and race paris half marathon um but i found myself the week of the race struggling for confidence quite severely um it it then led to me doing things in training that i wouldn't normally do so I was looking for answers. So I the, the week of the race, you should not be you should not be trying to figure out where the fitness is at or or what your expectation should be. However, sometimes when we're not in a very good place, that's exactly what you find yourself doing the week of a race. You you find yourself like searching for something, like a good feeling, you know, a fast tempo. You're looking for something that could give you a, a little spark, a little motivation, a little excitement about racing. Um I I knew I knew there was things missing. Um I knew that when I ran my personal best for half marathon, um couple of things. I knew that when I ran my personal best for half marathon, I was two kilograms I'm gonna write this down. Two kilograms lighter. So going into Paris I was like seventy one. Going into Larn, I was I was sixty nine um, kilograms. I knew I hadn't been the altitude, so no altitude at all. So I I may or may not be right, but likely my bloods, which is one of the reasons you go to altitude, wouldn't have been in as good a place. Um, I knew that my ten kilometer fitness, um wasn't as good so i know that when i trained in font i was i was just very lucky that i went there to train for a marathon but all the other very good athletes that i was lucky enough to train with were training for track so i got this lovely combination of little bits of marathon myself the the sort of some marathony type sessions that I'd have done myself and then I'd have mixed in on the track doing some harder type reps on the track and if you listen to the last podcast I am going to come back to my list of things but if you listen to my last podcast you'll you'll realize that you have to train to your strengths okay and if you're like I, I talked about it if if you know, some of you guys might not really know when I, when I talk about VO2 max or I talk about VO2, VO2 is your ability to utilize oxygen. So get it in, <gasps> big deep breath and actually use it, put it to good use, right? And so 
if you if you're not very good at like a 3k on the track or a 5k probably actually more 3k i think 3k is the the hot spot for vo2 um it's likely that your marathon potential is based on your if you came from a track background if you're a track kind of guy and then you moved to marathon and you were relatively successful on track you'll probably find that vo2 can get to a pretty good place and you know a really good if you if you want to test and you don't kind of know and, and you've got time you can pretty much go to the track on a tuesday and you can do something like 10 to 12 400s with a minute recovery and and you know see what you average and then repeat that for about three or four weeks in a row and if you respond well to vo2 max type training um you could actually alternate you could do 10 for 10 to 12 400s on a tuesday and a week later you know take a minute recovery a week later you could do five five times a k and take a lap jog so like between two to three minutes recovery um and and take your average splits so you're doing five by a k at roughly the pace that you'd want to run between a 3k and a 5k um and just have a see over a six week period if that kind of training improves so what you might find is if you respond well to vo2 type training and if you if your body is capable of having a fairly healthy vo2 you'll find that you know you might average week 1 for example 90 seconds for the 400s and then what you might find by week 6 you know your third or fourth time doing that session you might be able to average 85 and it's the same for the k's maybe you'll average 4 minutes the first time you do it and then maybe you know at week 6 you'll average 350 and you'll really surprise yourself and so if you're that that's bumping your vo2 you're you're not what what you want to do is you want to you want to bump your VO2 so you've gained maybe 5 seconds per 400 and and that's brought your Ks down as well um but you want to make sure that that correlates to some like tempo type work staying either the same or getting better you're you're trying to bring more skills to the table and so if if that's how your body responds to some VO2 type work well then of course you would want to dedicate a few sessions like that in any build up for any distance because why on earth would you want to stand on a start line only being able to average 90 versus 85 5 seconds per 400 of course you'd want to be that athlete unless you find that by doing VO2 your tempo gets worse, which I've never ever found for me personally. Personally, and I, and I'll come back to this. So, I wanted to touch on VO two there and just what it meant and how you can see if you respond well to it and 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 see if that's the kind of thing you're good at, and if it is something you're good at, but then maybe you neglect it in a marathon training cycle. Maybe that's something that you've really got to consider in future. VO two is ugly. It's 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 hard work it's really hard work it's it gets you really out of breath it, you know it, it gets you hurting it, it, it's a tough but you don't have to isolate it for example feel very free to do four to four to five miles at marathon tempo and then finish at a track and then do your 400s maybe you could do eight instead of 12 um you don't have to isolate VO2 by itself. You can add it to the end of a session or to the middle of a session and then come back to tempo. It's it's really fun like that. And and usually six or eight weeks of that kind of work and you might not see the improvements anymore. So ten I'm I'm writing here, two kilograms lighter, no altitude in the build up, and ten K fitness wasn't as good. Um psychologically that led to probably not being as confident psychologically not as confident and and remember that a lot of the confidence before Larne and and london bloody hell you're up a mountain training with like 
like I wasn't an Olympian at the time. I was training with Olympians. I was training with Olympic champions. I come on, like <laughs> the motivation was like fucking a thousand out of a hundred. It was huge, you know, and and that has a huge impact. So if you've been keeping up with Mo Farah and you've been keeping up with the now European record holder for the marathon, Bashir Abdi, and and they're telling you you can run two seven to two nine, you know, fuck me. You believe it? It was, it was crazy, absolutely crazy. So psychologically not as confident um, speed wasn't as good um, and, and the reason I seem silly talking about speed when it's uh, half marathon or marathon but I found that I found that I was quite happy in a way that in the in the previous weeks leading into the likes of Larn and London um, I liked that I'd done a few 200s on the track a bit faster I liked that I'd done some 400s and I was getting close to like 60 seconds for example for 400 and it, it doesn't sound super fast to anybody listening that runs really quick for the 1500 or um but but it but it was it felt fast for me knowing that I'm a marathon runner and I was training for a marathon um and so the the next gap was um heart rate and I don't know why, it's <laughs> just a funny thing to say, but um, couldn't get the heart rate up, couldn't get it up. Yeah, I, I, I can't really, I know I kind of know why not and what what I need to do to get it up. <laughs> um, but look, it's a really simple one. I wasn't, I wasn't stressing it in training. I wasn't putting the heart rate under stress in training, not in, not in my tempo work not on well my my tuesday didn't exist so tuesday as i see it from now on will always be some form of track harder faster than than race pace type training likely 5k stroke 10k pretty much year round i'm i'm i don't know why i ever allowed that not to be a thing um i i forgot my my strengths and my assets i forgot that i'm the kind of athlete that responds really well to certainly i didn't when i spoke to you guys for in depth i spoke to you guys in depth about threshold and how important it is for me and 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 because running economy is one of my greatest assets threshold is bread and butter really really important um, and I and I stick by that, right? But having having threshold and a lot of it in a good place for me personally to to get it to that slightly better place, I need to keep that five k, ten k type working. And and so when I neglect it, I get I get to this stage where yes, my tempo my tempo and threshold stuff. It's not in a bad place, but it almost starts to feel like hard work rather than a tempo or a threshold feeling comfortable and in a good place. It it kind of gets to this stage where I'm like, fucking hell, like, really? Like, am I kind of like, am I struggling here? Like, like, for real? Am I really struggling at like 163 heart rate? And And for a bit of context there, when you can when you can race a full marathon and average like 165 or you can race a full half marathon and average like 178 you can start to see why it would be concerning that you know you're running along at 163 164 heart rate and you're 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 kind of laboring you're kind of like honestly i i had done little bits of tempo where I was kind of like am I am I am I fucking out of breath I, I don't, like am I am I out of breath here at like one you know 63 165 heart rate if I if I like so you're finishing a tempo the speed isn't bad you didn't nobody said it was slow but you're kind of saying to yourself I didn't feel great I didn't feel powerful I didn't feel in control I certainly didn't feel like I could push that heart rate 10 beats higher up to 175, up to 176, 
maybe even higher than that. I just wasn't feeling it. And so that's the part where I where I talk about um, heart rate couldn't get it up, essentially. It's, it's, you're in a great place when you can cruise along at um, one, for me personally, 160 to 165 heart rate, and you can feel good, but you kind of know at any moment, you know, you could, you could put the hammer down. And of course, the heart rate would go up, might go up five beats, might go up 10 beats. That's irrelevant. You know that you can at any moment. Boop, you want to pick it up, you could pick it up. Yes, the heart rate will go up, but that, having a high heart rate's not a problem if you can sustain it. If you can keep it going, it's not a fucking problem. It's a problem when you can't keep it going. Well, of course, that's a bloody problem. Um, so that was that was kind of like one of the other gaps, I suppose you could say. Um, the other gap was psychologically, I was was hating running. Um, yeah, psycho, psycholog, psychologically hating running. That's not great, right? Now, it wasn't. It, that was weather, um, constantly going to a track or a road loop or, you know, going to training and, you know, having to do it alone. And I, I might I might have, you know, got company for some easy runs and, and some of the general volume. Um, but there was a lot of training solo. And, and it was it, it becomes hard work. It can it can get you down, it can beat you up a little bit. And so it's why I'd I'd always encourage trying to find company and trying to, you know, find people to um run with. And then I don't like to go there's a, there's an honesty to this podcast. Um and I don't I, I'm not gonna go into the details, but um there had been a six or eight week um period of not not great when it comes to like relationships and and life i'd i'd ran i'd pretty much ran away from england i think twice january and february um linked to you know relationships and and that was tough and i probably bottled a lot of that up and didn't process it the way i should and then that can lead to you being angry and sad and you're on edge. So you're really on edge. And um, I think it's hard for people to understand that. I, I did tell people around me. Um, but I guess people don't listen, you know. And um, there's a there's a selfishness then when the people close to you have these expectations and they're not really listening that, you know, perhaps you did just go through relationship stuff or I know for you guys it could be work related, could be relationship related, could be family. There's there's things goes on in life and, and these all get added to your list. You know, I I didn't deal with a breakup before London and Lauren in twenty twenty. Um I was single and stress side of things from relationships didn't exist and um I certainly wasn't psychologically hating running because the weather was fucking incredible in in both font all the whole training trip up in font remote the weather was incredible um and then when i came back to london you know the weather was absolutely lovely um coming back to london and so these are all factors and, and so th- this is this is the kind of thing you should do to have a real honest a little honest conversation with yourself and a little honest assessment of and so then you then you know you get on the treadmill and you guys probably won't but I did I get on the treadmill and I do little bits of not it's not it's not fitness testing because um we're not testing the fitness but we're doing what's called a monitored session and by doing this monitored session because we're taking heart rate and lactate data it still does kind of paint a bit of a picture of where the fitness is at and so I'm kind of looking at the results and I'm kind of like 
fuck, like, it's not great, you know? You're kind of looking at these results and, you, like I say, you're, you're, you're not best. I was not best pleased at the results. Um, I, I, yeah, I was starting to look at them and think like, fuck, like, um, these results aren't great. They're, they're not making for great reading. Um, and no matter, no matter what way I sort of, you know, no matter what sort of way I analyzed the results or made excuses or, or there, there was no real justifying that, that there really, there really weren't in a, in a great place. Um, and so it wasn't great, but at least there was, a an honesty. I, I think missing Paris was a, was a blessing in disguise. I, I think I'd have got, um, hammered. And then I think it would have really, really beat me up because, um, and the reason I say because is, is because on the Thursday I did a, bit of a session with Ricky the physiologist three days out from the race I you know I should have been super fresh I should have been feeling really good and I didn't feel great and I sat down with Ricky and we went for a coffee and and I just said you know Ricky that's the that's the third time Friday Tuesday Thursday I was like that's the third time in a week my body and brain has said no <laughs> like it's not looking good and there's positive news here as well as like, you know, it wasn't a great situation. It, it was the third time in a week, basically. I don't mind if one session doesn't kind of go the way you expect it to before a race. That's fine. Um, when, when your previous three sessions, you know, you've been looking for excuses. You've been wondering, is the, is the fucking treadmill accurate? <laughs> Um, all this kind of stuff, you know, like Jesus, um, there's, there's nothing wrong with the treadmill. There's, you know, there's, there's nothing wrong. Um, you know, you're, you're looking for these excuses. You're, you're looking for, um, things that might be slightly out of, out of place, I suppose you could say. And, and maybe that'll give you some kind of answer to why, um yeah potentially it's not working the way you want to the body's not responding the way um you kind of wanted it to um and there there just there just wasn't really an answer the the answer was right in front of you you're just not where you need things to be and so i think it was a blessing in disguise because i sat with ricky that day and i was like ricky i fuck me like this isn't looking good and poor ricky doesn't know what to say to you you know he's probably like i don't know what to say to you like uh yeah like uh, we're we're looking at numbers speed versus lactate lactate's the fair very 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 fair assessment of what sort of waste product you're producing in the body like called fatigue and the numbers weren't good they were they'd been better before when I raced a lot slower than I ex would have expected at Paris. And so, yeah, it, it, it felt like, it felt like I was making a, a right call. Um, I, I spoke to, you know, I was kind of communicating with a coach and I, and I spoke to him about it and, um, it kind of frustrates me now still that he sort of said, you know, he shouldn't have to deal with that kind of shit race week or something shouldn't have to deal with like that sort of negative and it's kind of like it wasn't it was kind of a fact it wasn't really like I wasn't plucking I wasn't looking for negativity um had I ran on that treadmill at speeds that I'd sort of ran before and had the numbers looked pretty good <laughs> I can tell you then I'm then my brain is the complete opposite then it's like fucking right I've sent I've sent a few emails the week of a race to the physiologist, to, you know, if I'm communicating with a coach at the time and I've gone, guys, we're going to, we're going to absolutely crush it this weekend. Like things are looking really good. The, the numbers don't lie. It, it's that simple. You don't, running's not the kind of sport um, where you like, you like trick, I don't know, you, you trick the body and, and psychologically you can trick it into a good performance. It, 
let's be honest, it doesn't fucking work like that. You might not have, you might not have the treadmill, you might not have the lactate, but if you're in the park or you're on your road loop or wherever you train or you're at your club session and you're not running the way you've done before a previous PB or you're down on time, I'm going to suggest that one in five, I think a coach called Alan Story told me that one in five races you'll go and, and you'll surprise yourself and, and you'll really perform and you'll be like, feck, didn't see that coming because I've kind of been way behind on a lot of stuff and my heart rate's been higher and the speed's been slower and, and all this kind of stuff. And and so, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm spitting facts and then, you know, you're being given a bit of a hard time about it, like you're being negative or you're being... So look, that's that's context. That's where we were... That's where we were at. Um, and so what I decided to what I decided to do about that um was basically do something about it. Um I decided to come to London. Um I seen that Jack Rowe was training um training and racing exceptionally well. Um, and I decided to, to be quite honest, I decided I wanted a piece of that. Um, I, yeah, I decided that why, why wouldn't I, um, the guys, he was absolutely flying, you know, he just ran 28 minutes on the road for 10 K. He had run a really good, um, 5 K having just came back from Kenya. Um, I looked at, I looked at the training that I did before I raced at London, you know, and it was stuff with like Andrew Butchard it was um prescribed stuff from you know Gary Locke and um I, even the stuff maybe I did before going to Font with Mark Kirk getting a bit faster on the track running 300s in 45 seconds etc cetera, etc cetera, speeding up and and I was just like Stephen why don't you why don't you if you race really well at London and you race really well at Larne why don't you, you know, I felt by the time London rolled around, I actually felt terrible. I, the training between Larne and London didn't, didn't really work in the way that I would have wanted it to have worked because how I felt at Larne was absolutely incredible. And I came off this really high workload until about 10 days before, maybe Wednesday, so Thursday. Sorry, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. Ten day, no, nine days before. Up until nine days before, you were looking at 90, 95 mile a week, double days, big double days, 12 mile in the morning, five mile that night, etc., etc. Big, big days. Um, hard long runs, um, hard, harder tempo. So tempo was kind of, we talk about tempo and threshold, but tempo was tempo i was pushing I, I was getting that heart rate i was pushing that heart rate up to um you know pretty high heart rate 175 176 and um, a lot of that was you know with mo farah for example and it was kind of a just keep up just try your best to um keep up and so yeah like as you as you can imagine i then go into Larn and and I feel incredible. The day of Larn half marathon, I genuinely believe I could have ran two seven or two eight, and I don't say that lightly. Knowing that I've ran two nine, and knowing that that two nine was was a really really great race. Trust me when I say I don't say that lightly. Um, but I but I honest to God, I I believe I could have. Um. I, I genuinely do. I, I genuinely believe um, that's what I could have done. Um, and so what I did a couple of weeks ago, just, just going by, straight after Paris, like I told you guys, I, I drew up my list. I said, what the what the F's been going on? I looked. Oh, yeah, I need the, the general mileage. I forgot to add that to my list. I, I looked at the general mileage and I was like, why? why are you resting once a week? Why are you running 70 to 80 mile a week and 78, 80, 60, 60? Well, what are you doing? <laughs> you know, like you don't necessarily run 208, 
you know, running these these low numbers. And and I'm comparing the before Larn. So before Larn, the the volume was high. I kept the volume high. You know, I'm when I look back at um I, I mean I'll just tell you guys the the five or six weeks leading into Larn, we have ninety, ninety-four, ninety-nine, ninety-six, ninety-one. 83 and then I race Larn. So I don't read any 78s, I don't read any 60s. Nope. You know the lowest week was 83 and that was 83 with a rest day and that was the week before. Um so I had to fix a few things. I had to like um decide how do I get this confidence back? I I need to I need confidence. How do I get this confidence back? And so I I basically just decided to try to replicate very similar to what I did before Larn. It was too late to go to altitude. Um, if I tried to go to altitude, I think there was going to be snow and, and stuff like this, so I couldn't do it. Um, so I looked at like what else I could do, and, and then I seen Jack run really well, and, and so I, I came to Teddington and, and I joined Jack. And, and so I did a track session last Tuesday. It went pretty well, better than probably I thought. I, I, I also think I just about started to get over the booster and and stuff like this and so that kind of went really well um and then i did a tempo on the thursday where i i actually struggled um so i kind of struggled in the tempo on thursday but i got through it and i was able to keep up which you know i told you guys about this on the last podcast i hit all sorts of peak heart rates, peak heart rate for 10 minutes, peak heart rate for five minutes, et cetera, et cetera. Training peaks, really, really useful if you're into heart rate and stuff like that. Um, and then at the weekend, I did a, a pretty grueling four times three mile in the park, windy, didn't feel great, but I really muscled it out, you know, kept myself um, sub five minutes per mile for as much as I could um real tough morning real tough between uh, my heart rate monitor didn't work pissed me off windy you know it's 15 to 20 mile an hour winds killed me um but but i just muscled it out i kind of just like got into this headspace of you know get it fucking done <laughs> get it done and and i did I, I muscled out a really good morning um and i probably could have moved it to the sunday the weather was a bit nicer and um I would have felt a bit more recovered, but I was quite happy to just go and get it done. Um, and so I got the mileage back to 95 for the week. Um, and then this week I trained on Tuesday and we did a we did a similar session to the week before. But I just, oh, different athlete, completely different athlete. Just felt confident, just felt really good, really in control. Um, back to running 60 second pace, we did some 500s and... They were right around, you know, 75, 60 second pace through 400 um, Ks. And we were we were going at like 247 pace for the K, so 67. And then we'd run the last 400 a bit faster, like 60, 64. And so we were bringing those down to like 244, 245. And this is all off like an active recovery. So 200 jog. Um, and, and I just felt completely different athlete. And I predicted to Ricky two weeks ago I, I i told ricky this is what will happen if if all the training i've done until now all this foundation stuff all this lower heart rate stuff all this like lactate in a good place etc etc if if it's worked and if the, all this stuff pays off in 10 days to two weeks time i'll i'll go back to doing some tempo type stuff and i'll just know that it's worked and and I guess that's the the point of the podcast today because um I did a tempo this morning and again I hit like all these like peak heart rates, peak five minute, peak six minute, peak ten minute, peak twenty minutes, um, which is really refreshing to see. And I felt incredible. So it's the it's the we, we started at five ten per mile and we worked it down to five minutes and then you know, last few miles, you're running 445, 443 um, in Bushy Park there this morning and, and just feeling really good, really powerful. 
um, never, never under stress, never, never out of control. Um, the the legs are feeling good for the heart rate and pace versus hanging on. Everybody knows that different feeling. Um, but yeah, like it, that was it. If, if I'm honest, what I what just happened this morning is is why I came to Teddington. It's why I want. I I know. I know roughly the kind of sessions that Jack's coach would set for him on a Tuesday. And I knew they'd be very similar to, you know, what we did in France. I, I, I honestly can't, and I'll have to tell him, I, I can't thank Jack enough and Dan, who's as a trio, as a, as a little group, we've just put in like what we call, you know, good, honest, hard work. Um, and it's just elevated. It's elevated fitness that, you know, you can't, this is why I want to go back to Paris. Things weren't obviously in a bad place, but there was certainly, and and this might be the same for you, there was just a few elements, a few ingredients. Think cooking, think when you're cooking a meal and you know, you can make a pretty solid meal, but then you can have a really good chef come along and, and they'll, move things around a bit they'll add a few ingredients and all of a sudden they'll take a pretty solid dish and they'll make it fucking incredible and that's kind of what's happened I, I kind of just trusted that gut instinct and and I I decided that coming into this marathon I I didn't want to just do more long tempos I didn't want to I wanted to sharpen up I wanted to pretend that I was almost training for a 10k like, you know, Rotterdam was going to be a 10K and, you know, the gun was going to go and I would have that ability to push and I would have that ability to um, hold faster pace. I, I didn't, I think what happened between Larne, when I look back and I look at Larne to London, I didn't do any of those like track VO2 type harder sessions. And then I look back between Larne and maybe the two weeks leading into Larn, and there also wasn't any VO2 max type sessions. And so by the time you get the London Marathon, it's about five weeks since your last harder VO2 max type track session. And I don't think I should ever be more than two weeks, two and a, two and a half weeks at most since the last time that I finished a rep on the track and was pretty out of breath and and was pretty tired there's there's quite a lot of research and 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 other coaches have talked about it um combining vo2 type stuff into marathon training and um maybe you're teaching your body to use carbohydrates etc etc but i think if if you know what works for you 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 have to trust that and you have to you have to really give it a go and sometimes let's say for example you are working with a coach sometimes coaches are coaching an athlete based on samples that have worked for other athletes and that doesn't necessarily mean it'll work for you and so you have to sometimes help a coach and um you have to talk about the gaps. You know, maybe you can't get that heart rate up. Maybe you're not feeling as fast. Maybe you're maybe you're feeling a little bit labored at tempo pace, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. And you talk about these little gaps, and then you 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 work on them, and you bring your your skills and your assets back to a good place. Um, I, maybe I could be wrong, but maybe maybe within every month of training, you should have worked you know, a long run, you should have, even if it's just strides, you should have ran at your, your mile speed, whatever speed you can run for a mile, you should have at least done some strides at that. You probably should have done some hills. You probably should have done some, a tempo session. You definitely should have done a tempo session. You should probably do like four. Um, and, you know, you, you should likely be doing one or two at least um 5k 10k type sessions where um you're 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 working at 5 and 10k effort and i think if you're covering those basics you're 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 likely going to be in a really good place and sometimes 
all these fancy marathony type looking training plans sometimes they miss some of those really basic um now how you can what you can do is you can have a marathon plan and then what you can do is you can replace some of the sessions with a race like a 5k race a 10k race and that'll tick the box for you so by racing a 5k or a 10k it's basically the same as doing a 5k stroke 10k session or a cross country or um but guys i i i can't tell you how much confidence the last two weeks has has given me and happiness so i've boosted you know if i go back to my list and um, i'm gonna put minus one kilogram so i've lost a kilogram Woo-hoo. that's fucking hard work for me i tell you um i i can't go to altitude so i'm gonna just wrote right no and um, 10k fitness wasn't as good 10k fitness is better Um, psychologically not as confident confidence is high confidence is high guys now i gotta tell you speed wasn't as good speed is fantastic Um, heart rate couldn't get it up two tempos equal two pb heart rates for 10 to 20 minutes so training peaks i'll tell you that i mean not pb in the last like year but actually i while i was doing the podcast the 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 heart rate that i hit today for 10 minutes was the same as one of my hardest tempos in font like i did an eight mile tempo where i worked really hard um and so that's absolutely music to my ears and psychologically hating running I could not be further away from hating running. I I absolutely was loving running, especially this last week and stuff. Breakup and dealing with that better. Um, like all things, you you have to time and and space and um, all those things. It can help. General mileage back up to ninety to ninety five with doubles. So I took my list. I I started oh Jim. I was being a bit of a fruit loop with Jim um back in place. Um yeah, I took I took a list of things that I, I thought were missing and, and then I I started like there's no art to this. I sat two weeks ago in my bedroom I'd say pulling my hair out, but I don't have any. Pulling my hair out and I was like you're doing all this stressing about what can it do? Can it go to altitude? Can it do this and the other? And I was like, the first thing you can do today, and I think it was like a Tuesday night. And I was like, go do your fucking double run. That's a good start. Get out of the fucking door, excuse my language, and do your fucking double run. And so I did. I got out the door. I did my double run. And that that week after Paris, you know, you've you've done your mileage has been low you know you're stressed about fitness you haven't been on the track working hard everything you're stressed about it's obvious why and so straight away you bring that mileage back to 90 you get in the gym twice so you've done your 90 mile you've gotten the gym twice a week later you're in teddington and you're working on the track stuff on a tuesday you're working on getting that heart rate up a bit higher in the park on a on a thursday and and it's that simple like the, the, there was no what I would say is it's amazing when you start chipping away at some of those weaknesses, how quickly and, and that it works. It, it fucking works. And I did another list not long ago and it was kind of like the goal, I guess, for Teddington. And, and I, and I, you know, I, I put, I said Rotterdam and I said four weeks, five weeks. And I said, drop a few pounds I said, improve your nutrition surrounding training, quality of food, food choices. I said, don't go mad. Simple training will get the job done. And I said, remember to keep in some marathon focused sessions. And so, you know, that was it. And I I knew what I needed to do. I knew I couldn't go from all marathon to all 10K. And so that's why like last Saturday was really important. And I... I spoke to a, a coach who had helped me many, many moons ago, many years ago, a coach called Nick Anderson, who, you know, looking back at how little, 
how little I trained back then. You know, Nick did an incredible job. To, he he understood that you have to combine, like, call it my world class running economy with VO two. He got that, which is why I was able to run fast times on the track, but also race really well on the roads. Um, you know, you're looking at like three forty three from fifteen hundred for fifteen hundred. Sorry, like maybe ten days after a. 2905 road 10k pb is a you know 20 year old 13 years ago maybe and i've ran in non-super shoes 2905 for 10k on the road and you know i think maybe two weeks later 10 days to two weeks later you've ran you know sub 345 for 1500 or around 345 maybe in the first one i think yeah i think i think around 345 dead um it's a it's an ability. That's a that's an asset. But if you have a coach who, like I told you, if a really good chef comes in and they know the right ingredients, it it can really work. You can put in less effort or the same effort and be way better. So it's why I'm I'm trying to drill into you guys to start figuring out what works for you. It is so so important. Um, and and yeah, sometimes the training can be wrong. Just like I talked about in the last episode, you can be can be turning the screw the wrong way and you just don't know it. And and it can be really frustrating and really disheartening. But, you know, hang in there. Um, try something new. Try something different. Um, it might work. It might not. Fuck me. How long have I been trying to figure this all out? And today's, I swear to God, guys, this week, Tuesday, what I did Tuesday, um, between Tuesday 2k and 540 three by k and like 244 245 three 500 75 to 78 um and then a couple of 300s and 45 between that and seven miles today working from five i think 508 um down to five minutes and then down to 443 it's the best i've felt in a year and a half since since lauren in london it's and I feel, I actually feel better. I felt better this morning than how I did, you know, maybe two weeks out from London. Now, I'm not going to go as far yet as saying I feel better than I did before Lauren. Because how I felt before Lauren was, oh, it was absolutely incredible, guys. I, I, I can't express how good I felt before Lauren. But I'm, but I'm getting there. It's, it's really starting to get there. And that's really exciting for me because this has been a, it's been a long time coming. I've really been working for this and um, trying to hang in there psychologically and trying not to quit and, and trying to trust people around me to help, et cetera, et cetera. And that's not easy for me. Um, but yeah, it, it, it feels good um, that maybe, maybe. Um, I could go to fucking Rotterdam and and run a a PB, you know. That'd be, oh, I'm smiling so much because I'd really, really, really enjoy that. Um, but yeah, guys, look, thanks for thanks for listening, and um, yeah, I hope there was something in there that you could take away and um, yeah, like bring to your own training or or maybe your own life. Um, all right, appreciate you all. Bye bye.